We've made it to Wednesday, hump day, folks, hump day on the number one form for Crimson Tide football news. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith, your man here, touchdown, Alabama Magazine, bringing you the Crimson Tide football information. A day week, the annual spring game this Saturday, noon central time, Bryant-Denny Stadium, ESPN. We'll have the call, and it's a spring game everybody is excited for. If I've said this once, I've said it over a million times now. Most important, critical, significant, biggest spring game of the Saban era. And if your blood is pumping Alabama football, you got to find yourself in one of three places. Either at this game, at the home, watching it on TV, where all the surround sound is hooked up, where that is concerned, or at your local sports bar and grill. Check it out, this matchup. But we got a lot to get to, a lot to discuss on tonight's show. Very happy to have every last one of you tuned into the channel on this evening. And so far, before we even get started, we got some super chats to get to. How about Jimmy Clay? Boom, baby, for Jimmy Clay. Starting us off with that $50 donation in the Super Chats, and behind Jimmy Clay, Roll Tide and Rise Up came in here with that $25 donation, and from Jimmy Clay and Roll Tide and Rise Up, the daily Super Chat goal of $75 has been met before the show can even get kicked off good, so appreciate you guys, the Bama Nation, the Tide fan base, for your donations, your love, your support here your super chats is always at daily super chat go $75 daily super chat go but we're bringing you the show from the magic city of birmingham streaming this live on youtube speaking of a channel go ahead right now give us a like on the show a thumbs up hit that subscribe button turn all of those notifications on so that way you can have the best in news notes information and coverage here on your favorite program that being the Crimson Tide. Also, also, if you are also, we're not just you know, streaming the show on YouTube, but we got you covered here on Facebook and Twitter as well. All forms of social media got you locked and loaded, set to go. No excuse whatsoever for you not to be locked in, tuned in to the number one ticket here for Bama football. Guys, shout out my man John Ivory, brother from another mother in the production studio one time, handling his business on a Wednesday. And we want to hear from you guys today, the Bama faithful. We want to hear from you, 205-448-1358. That is the number to call in to let your voice be heard on the show, 205-448-1358. And one more time, 205-448-1358. A little bit later on in the show, we'll be joined live by, we'll be joined by former Alabama wide receiver Mac Herford, who played from 2016 to 2019, two-time national champion and two-time SEC champion. So that's going to be a great conversation right there, gearing up for the spring game. But we start tonight's conversation off with this. Uh, everybody, like I mentioned, pumped up, hyped up, really excited to file into Bryant-Denny Stadium on this weekend to check out the 2021 edition of your Crimson Tide. A lot will be going on, whether you have the 2020 National Championship team getting honored, you got the 2019 and 2020 team captains will have their hands and cleat, uh, will have their handprint and their cleat print enshrined at Denny Chimes as the permanent 
team captains here uh, for the program during those two seasons. Just a lot of incredible things will be going on. Uh, John, put this on the board, John. I will be getting my picture made with Tusca, the 19-foot, 7-ton, you know, bronze statue of an elephant that's outside of Brian Denny. So before I go in to cover this 8 day game, I will be getting my picture made with Tusca. Yes, I am a child at heart. I don't know if I'm going to I'm going to get this in a 4 by 6 or an 8 by 10 but my picture will be made with Tusca, the newest member here for the Crimson Tide. But we dive into now my five players, top five players that I'm going to have my eyes on here in the spring game for Alabama football. And starting this thing off at number one, uh, self-explanatory is Bryce Young, right? Bryce Young has everybody's attention in this scrim, in this uh, eight-day game. He is the man of the hour. He is the focal point for this matchup. And uh, this entire spring has just been tremendous. Coach Saban has been uh, showering praise upon him, as he should be. The sophomore from California has had a tremendous spring, seven touchdown passes in two game-like practices. Uh, the players have been very high on him. The coaching staff has been high on him. Uh, Coach Saban, as I mentioned, has been showering praise upon you know, this young man. And, of course, you know, U.S. fans and I myself in the media, we have the question of, it's time for us to see, is the magic real? That's the main thing. We've heard enough talk. We've heard enough chatter. We had, we've had enough of speculatory things. We want to see with our own two eyeballs and make the deductions for ourselves on the magic that this young man has. And can he do it consistently? And can he bring it every down? And can he bring it every play? Because he'll be throwing against, he'll be competing against the first team Alabama defense. So it's kind of strength on strength here, if you will. Everybody is going to be filing inside of Bryant Denny to get a glimpse of number nine. He didn't have a spring this past season. He played in nine games in 2020. He's had a full spring. He's having a full offseason thus far. They want to see, we all want to see, is this man, is Bryce Young the real dealio? Is he the real deal? Is he hitting it a thousand? Is he hitting it a buck? Is this guy what we are all saying that he's got the potential and the capability to be? So that's first and foremost. People are 100% excited to get in front of Bryant Denny Stadium or inside the venue, as I should say, to watch Bryce Young compete out there on the field. But number two player that I'm going to have my eyes on, Roy Dale Williams at running back. And for me, as much conversation as the quarterback position gets, and it should, I think for me, the running back room is just as important. You have seven guys in this room, six on campus right now. I don't know if Alabama will be able to keep all seven guys. There's potential for one guy to leave, possibly even two, it will be a stretch. It'll be a tough sale for Nick Saban and for running backs coach Robert Gillespie to keep all seven guys. So for me, this spring game is going to be highly important because here's a moment for Roydale Williams to even more stake his claim as I'm a guy that this coaching staff needs to keep its eye on need to take seriously, seriously, needs to get more reps here on the field of play. He didn't have the best first scrimmage, 
But that second game I practiced, oh, the brother from Hueytown High School here in the Birmingham area went ballistic, went off, went nutsy, cuckoo, did his thug thistle. I mean, I was told over 100 yards rushing, had a 40-yard touchdown run where he broke free and took that sucker to the house. So we know what Brian Robinson's capable of. We have seen the big playability of Jace McClellan, though he's going to have it more on display on Saturday. We saw what Keegan Robinson was as a freshman, didn't play, you know, this past season. Excited to see what he does uh, in this spring game as he's back on the roster. And, of course, you got Kyle Edwards playing in this exhibition as well. But Roydell Williams is the guy that's fighting for attention, that's fighting for recognition, that's fighting to garner uh, some conversation in this room. This is a big A-Day game for him to show people, hey, I am the real deal. I can take it to the house. I can run between the tackles. I can bounce plays outside. I can catch the ball at the backfield. I am a complete player, and I have a gear to me. Number two is Roy Dale Williams. As we go down to the third guy, I'm looking at here from the wide receiver room, Slade Bolden. And it's because of the fact that John Metchie Limited, right, still recovering from the ankle slash hip injury. So this gives Bolden an opportunity to lead this receiver room on a day. And um, he's going from being sort of a gadget night player to now he's about to become a marquee contributor, a mainstay here at wide receiver. And what I want to see from Slade in this matchup is how much has he gotten faster? How much quicker has he gotten? When we look at Slade, we see a possession-type receiver, somebody that can move the chains on third down or second down, kind of a guy that will run the right route, make the catch. He's not a burner-type guy. He's not a guy that can beat you with just extreme acceleration, but, you know, a possession-type guy. But I know throughout spring, Bill O'Brien has been using Bolden as kind of a Wes Welker slash Julian Edelman type of playmaker. But what we all want to see, and me personally, is how much faster has Slade gotten on the field in terms of when he makes the catch, can he turn quick, have an agility, their athleticism, and get up and down the field and be able to have some quickness, able to have some speed, able to have some sort more of diversity to his game as he is leading this young group of wide receivers. So definitely want to see what Bolden can do out there on the field. Going on down to number four, as I flipped it now defensively, I'm looking at Will Anderson, y'all. I mean, the start to his dominant sophomore year, the start to him potentially setting records at Alabama, and I feel like this young brother from Georgia will set records where this program is concerned. The start to that begins on Saturday at Bryant-Denny in the spring game. And, uh, you know, after he was able to put together a strong freshman year, he has had an incredible spring from the people I have spoken with. Uh, the offense can't neutralize him. They can't block him. They can't guard him. They can't keep him away from the quarterback. He's common. He's common. He's common. He's common. He's common. Speed, speed, speed. Power, power, power. And like I said, Strength on strength, mono and mono. As excited as we are for Bryce Young, get even more excited 
for Will Anderson as he'll be trying to come at Bryshaw and affect him all day in the pocket here in the spring game. So really excited to see what Will Anderson will do coming off the edge as he's had a full spring a full offseason so far to work with David Ballou, to work with Dr. Matt Ray and getting his speed and getting his power even more in line. Really excited to see 31 on the field to kick off his sophomore campaign. And then last but not least here, Ty Piron in terms of the special teams, the punting game. He's had a strong spring. Now, the difference between he and and Charlie Scott is, Ty P. Ryan can boom it. I mean, I know, Char I know Charlie Scott is J.K. Scott's biological younger brother, but Ty P. Ryan has the foot of J.K. Scott. P. Ryan can boom it 50 to 60 yards. What I want to see here in the spring game is can he consistently do this each time he is on the field so that he can potentially take this starting job from Charlie Scott and get back to him being the punter from where he was his freshman year in 2019. No offense to Jake, to Charlie Scott. Charlie did a fine job. He did a solid job in 2020. But we know what Todd Piron is capable of, where his leg strength is concerned. And I'm looking forward to him not just booming the ball on a day, but booming it with consistency every time. He's on the field. But we take a break here, folks, on the show. Don't touch that dial. Just getting started. Upon our return, we get to your phone calls, your discussions, your tweets, your chats, your super chats. We get to a conversation, a dialogue with you, the fans, right after this. You're watching In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith, brought to you by We Own the Fourth Quarter. Get your four-finger bling necklace today by visiting weownthefourthquarter.com. Throw the foes up. Every sports fan deserves the proper representation. Whitwill Sports introduces to you the title towel. Wave that title towel in the air like you just don't care. In support of Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Only $9.99 and it lasts a lifetime. Head on over to WhitwillSports.com and get your title towel today. Remember the taste of Grandma's delicious sweets? Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes brings back those precious memories with just one bite. Each cake made from scratch. They make the perfect dessert to share with family and friends for any occasion, and ordering is easy. Visit emilysheirloompoundcakes.com. Click the online store and shop. Then pick up your fresh cake at the kitchen in downtown Homewood. Order yours online at emilysheirloompoundcakes.com. Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes, making memories from scratch. As we are back in from the break here, folks, on a Wednesday hump day, hottest show on the streets, number one forum for Bama football news. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. A day week for you, the fans out there. But before we get into the phone lines and also get to a couple more super chats here, guys, say this. So we here at Touchdown Alabama Magazine, we're excited to bring you a new copy of our magazine, as, we're, as you're seeing it on screen right now. Additionally, in the magazine, we have a feature story, an exclusive interview on one Mac Jones as he reveals his journey from being an unknown recruit to a national champion and now a top 10 draft pick coming up here for the upcoming venue. So you go to 
touchdownalabama.com right now and you subscribe if you're trying to get a copy here of this magazine. Go to touchdownalabama.com, hit subscribe so that when the magazine ships out, it'll be shipping out soon. When it ships out, you can get that copy. So we got the new magazine coming soon, courtesy of us here at TDA. Also, we got to get to these super chats right now. And first and foremost, New Jack, my man, New Jack, with that 888 coming in to the donations here. Appreciate New Jack. And Jimmy Clay again. Boom, baby. Jimmy Clay, baby. That $20 donation. Appreciate New Jack and Jimmy Clay for the love, the support, the passion that they show. And, and, and all of you as fans show here to us on the show but we're now into the call segment here 205-448-1358 that's the number to let your voice be heard on the show 205-448-1358 and one more time 205-448-1358 but as you're getting your calls in here people you gotta love Nick Saban people look at him sometimes as this wild tightly wound control freak but he is funny he can be emotional at times. He can let his guard down at times. He can show you the real side of him. And he can be funny. He can be flat out funny. So there was, there's this video that went viral. Coach Saban is at a speaking engagement. And he is sharing just a hilarious dating story about he, about him, Miss Terry, and some man named um, some man named uh, Mickey Schaefer. So check out this story right here from check out this story right here from Coach Saban. But when I was a kid growing up, my dad owned a service station, and my wife, who was I tried to date from the time I was in the seventh grade, she would never ever date me, never ever go out with me. She had this guy named Mickey Schaefer that she was always boyfriend with. You know, I, I mean, I just could not get a date, and she had dated this Mickey Schaefer guy for like six years. She finally noticed me. She finally noticed me. And I finally got a date. So when we go back for this reunion, lo and behold, Mickey Schaefer owns a service station. So we, we drive by Mickey Schaefer's service station and I said, see there, honey? There's your boy, Mickey Schaefer. I said, if you'd have married him, that's where you'd be now. She said, bullshit, if I'd have married him, he'd be the head coach at Alabama now. So, but <laughs> Coach Saban, y'all, uh, protect Miss Terry Saban at all costs. She, she, she's the GOAT. She is the GOAT. Protect Miss Terry Saban at all costs. Even when Coach Nick is trying to get one over on his own wife, Miss Terry, shut that man down. That, that, that woman's the GOAT. Protect her at all costs. We go to the phone lines right now, 205-448-1358, where we grab a call. You're alive on the show. What's going on tonight? Hey, Stephen, how are you doing there, buddy? Doing well on yourself. All right, just kind of fired up for, uh, for A-Day. Um, just kind of wanted to know your thoughts on, I heard you talking about before, about the um, the, the, the offense being um, behind the defense. Um, is there any possibility that they're, that they're going to speed up by the time to get to the A-Day? Well, 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 right, well, right now in the spring, right now in the spring, I mean uh, – the reason why the defense is ahead of the offense is you have more of the experienced players on defense. And also, the offensive line has gotten some players banged up. Now, a couple of those players will try to go uh, in the A-Day game. Evan Neal will go. I think Javion Cohan, who had a bone spur, he will go. But you got a lot of young guys here on the offensive line. So, A-Day, 
you won't see a whole lot done by the offense. I think they'll try to keep it vanilla here. But I think coming up in the fall, when we get to fall camp, everybody will be healthy, everybody will be back, and then you'll kind of sort of see a balance there between the offense and defense. Absolutely, we appreciate that call coming in right there, just talking about the A-Day game. But, uh, but, but, uh, but yeah, fu funny thing there between uh, Coach Saban and Miss Terry, that, that woman, protect that woman at all costs. She is an absolute jewel. We go, but uh, before we take our break right now, we got another super chat coming in, and it's Spencer Revely, folks, our own Spencer Revely. That $5 donation coming in here via the super chats. Appreciate the love there from Spencer. But we take a break right now on the show. Don't touch that down. Because when we get back, we sit down with a good friend of mine, two-time national champion, former Alabama wide receiver Mac Herford to talk about this A-Day game, what he wants to see, what he expects. We'll sit down with Herford right after this. Know what we do at the start of the fourth quarter. We throw them foes up, but now you don't have to wait until the fourth quarter. Get your four-finger bling necklace at weownthefourthquarter.com. It's the first and only logo that captures the essence of all Crimson Tide players and fans as we represent the legendary Alabama football fourth quarter dominance. Get your four-finger bling necklace right now at weownthefourthquarter.com. Get yours today and stun on them haters. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. We are rocking and rolling here from the break on the hottest show on the streets. Number one form for all your Bama football content. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of TDA. And before we go to the In My Own Words hotline to pick up our guests, a little bit of an update here. So the NCAA voting on two things today. Now, I don't know how the voting ruled. Once I get information on that, we will get that out there to you. But the league voted on two things today. Number one was the one-time transfer rule, granting granting that and allowing that for players to, to transfer to any school, any conference of their choosing. And that one's where a lot of you Bama, uh, the Bama Nation's like, is this the one where Alabama could potentially get Henry, Henry Toto or Henry Totoa from the transfer portal coming over from Tennessee. Uh, very, very possible here, especially if the NCAA ruled uh, approving the one-time transfer rule. So that was voted on. And also the recruiting debt period being lifted on June 1st. So both of those situations, both of those uh, aspects were ruled on today. Once we get some information on that, we will be uh, getting that out there to you guys. But 
We now go over to the In My Own Words Hotline. We pick up a heavy hitter and a very good, good friend of mine, two-time national champion, former Crimson Tide wide receiver, Mac Herford, played from 2016 to 2019. My man, how are you feeling? I hope you're well. Steven Smith, what's going on? I'm doing great. Uh, a lot better now that I'm getting to chat some Alabama football with you. Uh, so let's get it rolling. Absolutely. We got Mac Hereford here on the phone lines, played from 2016 to 2019, former top receiver, two time national champion, got those rings in 20. I uh, got got those rings in 20. Uh, well, he was a national champion. Got two was national champion 2017, two time SEC champion in 2016 and 2018. But we got Hereford here on the show. So, Mac, when you look at just this spring game right here, this A Day game this weekend, uh, I mean, what are you the most excited about? What are you the most happy to see? What has you the most sort of pumped up as uh, you got, you know, your former head coach, Coach Saban, he's out here, another spring game, unveiling this 2021 football team. What's got you the most excited for Saturday? That's a great question. and I'm, I'm really disappointed that I, that I won't be there, but I got some fun plans for the weekend. Um, and, you know, I'll miss it. But I will say that the thing that's most exciting to me is seeing just a lot of these younger guys step up. You know, at wide receiver, we have Devontae Smith leaving, Jalen Waddle leaving uh, on defense. You know, you got uh, Dylan Moses, so there's key part players at linebacker that are coming in. Uh, so a lot of positions that are just moving around, and I, I can't wait to see some of these younger guys get an opportunity um, and, and see what they can do. I think this team is going to be great. Like, I, I think last year they finished on that awesome season, um, and, you know, I think it's going to keep rolling. It's just exciting to see some of these new faces step up or younger guys who haven't had as much of a chance. So I'm really looking forward to that uh, with the A-Day this weekend and, you know, hope it's a great time. It's always such a fun game um, and, you know, brings back a lot of good memories talking about it. This game is highly competitive, Mac. As you know, the winners get the steak dinner. Everybody wants that steak and A1 sauce. And the losers get the pot of beans and hot dogs or beanies and weenies, as Coach Saban you know, calls it right there. So we know how fun and how highly competitive this game is. But speaking of the young players you mentioned, one of those guys, Bryce Young, at quarterback, did not get this last year, did not get a spring due to the coronavirus pandemic. He has a spring now. He has an A-Day game now to show his skill set in front of 50,000 people that will be inside the stadium. But you played with three leaders at the quarterback position, Jalen Hurts, Tua Tagovailoa, and Mac Jones. So just – and talking about Bryce here, at what moment, first and foremost, Mac, at what moment did you see from those three guys, Hurts, uh, Tagovailoa, and Jones, whether it was a practice, a game, a team, mo a team meeting, at what point in their careers did you see their leadership grow and rise and you felt like this is our quarterback? Yeah, so starting off with Jalen Hurts, uh, you know, being that first quarterback in my first year, um, he, he came in and he was working hard that summer, uh, you know, was kind of just keeping quiet. But once he got the ability and, and, you know, won that starting job, he gradually started to just be more vocal. We had team meetings. We have team meetings every Thursday where it's players only, um, and that's after the, you know, coaches leave, after special teams meeting. 
And just when we would have these leadership meetings, Jalen would get up there and he would be vocal and say, you know, what's our plan? That We're going to go in there, we're going to attack, we're going to win this game. Uh, and that whole season, just seeing him grow, he was in high school just the year before. I know he was an early enrollee in the spring prior, but to see a guy like that, he grew over the year very gradually in his leadership um, and, and started to use his voice more and more. And then, you know, another time when you really wouldn't suspect to see that growth is when Tua had the starting job and Jalen Hurts, you know, is in the backseat now. He's not the, he's not the starter. Um, but in that season, we had a we had a players only meeting that Jalen himself called, uh, you know, just to talk about a couple of things to the guys and just to let him know, you know, how he felt and that he was going to stick with us. And that right there was just massive to me. It resonated with me highly. I remember telling Jalen after the meeting, you know, dude, like this is like this is awesome. Like I appreciate you because we we talk all the time about all these transfers and people leaving programs and there's new transfer rules. Um, Jalen Hurts ended up transferring, but that year that he knew he wasn't going to be the official starter to stay with the program and work his tail off in every single practice and show up every single day. That was leadership to me. Um, and, and just throughout that year, and then he came back in that Georgia game when Tua went down and, you know, it was just like this story ending. He, he comes back and, and saves the team. And it was just incredible. Like you love to see that from a guy like that. So that, that would be Jalen. And then, you know, with Tua, obviously after the second and 26 or, you know, that, that play, um, where he threw that bomb to Devontae Smith, uh, after that, it, it gave him kind of the ability to be more vocal, but he was a silent leader during the time before that. Again, always working extremely hard. Um, and that next season, just the way that he came in, you know, and, and the summer, summer ball, just kind of taking charge, taking lead, that was a, a time for him as well that I would say he kind of really stepped up in that leadership role and had a, you know, was a great voice in those team meetings. And then finally, Mac Jones, you know, Mac was always uh, was always a great always a great leader. I, I think that people try to write a narrative that he changed so much during his time uh, waiting to play, but really he was always just working extremely extremely hard, um, and you know wasn't necessarily talking as much uh, during those times. But once he stepped up, and it's that Michigan game, really um, at the end of my career at Alabama where I, I go back to this play where he gets just rocked and he gets back up, he rips off his patch, you know, he looks at the sidelines and me and Pierce Quick are sitting there and we're just, you know, laughing like this is incredible. This is Mac Jones. This is this warrior. Um, when Mac came back on the sidelines, he was talking to that offensive line. And I remember looking at him and just the way he would talk to those guys, he would go up to every single offensive lineman and let them know how much he appreciates them. And, you know, we're in this game. And that was something that just really resonated again with me, just to see that, like a quarterback going up to his troops and saying, guys, we got this, rallying the boys, you know, and he did that every single game. But specifically in that Michigan game, it hit a switch. He was just the badass joker uh, that we all refer to him as. So that would be it for, for all of those guys. And, you know, you can see where the leadership for Jalen, you know, is translated to the NFL and, and Tua as well. Um, so can't wait to see, you know, Mac with that with that as well, you know, go into the league and use that leadership that he's taken from Alabama.
If you're just tuning into the show, ladies and gentlemen, we got former Alabama wide receiver Mac Herford joining us live here on In My Own Words. So, Mac, what do you want to see from talking about those guys? What do you want to see from Bryce Young here in this scrimmage, not the scrimmage, in, in the spring game from a leadership perspective? I, I know it's difficult at times to kind of go from maybe being a leader by example, quiet guy to becoming more vocal, and he's getting the gist of doing that. But what do you want to see specifically from Bryce Young leadership-wise, on the field-wise, in the spring game? The thing I, I would like to see the most that all three of those quarterbacks we just spoke on did a very good job of is being composed. Staying, you know, when, they're, when you're on the field, if something goes wrong, if you throw an interception, if, you know, you get sacked, just getting up. And, and pretending or acting like nothing happened, you know, that resonates with the guys that that speaks really loudly to the team when you're able to do that. But I would like to see that. So just a consistent, you know, composure, but also just like it will be hard to see from the TV, I guess, but just to see him pumping up his guys and not necessarily being too vocal because it's, it's a hard for a guy like him, you know, when you're younger to, to really be a vocal leader. But I would love to see him talking to those guys you know, in the huddle, commanding those guys um, and really getting some good plays together. But again, just the ability to stay, you know, even in the fact of really composed and just not letting anything get into them and not getting too hype. You know, you want to get happy about plays and you want to get excited. I would love to see him get excited and celebrate with some of the teammates, but really just being a pro back there. Because um, I've heard a lot of good things about him. I have not seen him. Uh, you know, throw in person or work in person, but I've only heard good things about him and would love to see those things in the spring game, just the composure and just ability to keep going uh, and pump up the guys on his team. Absolutely. He's he's a Mac Herford, ladies and gentlemen, former Alabama wide receiver, national champion 2017, two-time SEC champion, joining us here on the show in my own world on a Wednesday. Mac, we appreciate you so much, man, for coming on here, for spending some time with us. You take care of yourself. You stay safe, man. Enjoy that fun weekend, man. Be good. Yes, sir, Steven. And don't forget about my boy, Jalen Moody. I can't wait to see him in the spring game. Uh, Absolutely. I know he's going to dominate. So I'm excited for that uh, and happy for his career and the things that he's been doing. But uh, I'll talk to you soon and appreciate it. It's always a pleasure coming on. Uh, huge shout-out to all the Alabama fan base um, out there and huge shout-out to you for putting on just such a good show week in, week out. Appreciate the love. They're coming from one Mac Herford, and I absolutely will be looking. Will have my eyes on Jalen Moody as he will be starting at the middle Mike linebacker position in the spring game. Coach Saban has said a lot of great things about that young man as his journey has got him to an opportunity to get more playing time. But we take a break right now on the show. Don't touch that dial because when we return, we get back into a dialogue, a conversation with you, the Bama fans. It's a day week. We're talking Tide football, and we're coming back to In My Own Words. Don't touch that dial. Call in right now as we're taking your calls up next on In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith, brought to you by We Own the Fourth Quarter. Visit weownthefourthquarter.com now to get your four-finger bling necklace. You know what we do. 
do at the start of the fourth quarter. We throw them foes up. But now, you don't have to wait until the fourth quarter. Get your four-finger bling necklace at WeOwnTheFourthQuarter.com. It's the first and only logo that captures the essence of all Crimson Tide players and fans as we represent the legendary Alabama football fourth-quarter dominance. Get your four-finger bling necklace right now at WeOwnTheFourthQuarter.com. Get yours today and stun on them haters. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. Back into the action here, folks, on a Wednesday hump day. Number one form, number one ticket here for Crimson Tide Football News. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Got a super chat to get to right now, and that super chat goes from, ah, Jimmy Clay again. Woo, put some fire, hey, put some water on that man, because that flame is hot. Jimmy Clay, that $20 donation, appreciating the love, the support, the passion coming from him. But for all of you, the Alabama football fan base, continuing to support what we do here at Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Also got to remind you about MyBookie.ag. Yes, that is MyBookie.ag. Sponsor to TDA. You feeling lucky? You feeling fortunate? You feel like you got the swagger of the skills to pay the bills and wagering on these football games, check out our guys at mybookie.ag. You make the right play, sign up today. And when you do, you use the promo code TD Alabama to get the deposit matched halfway all the way up to a thousand bucks. You can't beat it. You can't beat it. You cannot, excuse me, you cannot beat it. So check out our guys right now, mybookie.ag as mybookie.ag. AG, get your win on right there. But we get back to the phone lines here, 205-448-1358. Call segment brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang, 205-448-1358. We grab a call right now. You're live on the show. What's going on? We're going on, call from the Mopolis. What's going on, man? How you feeling? Oh, uh, yeah. Got a question about Bryce Young, and he's going to be starting this year? He's going to be starting this year, man. Bryce Young is going to be starting this year. I mean, he, he he's out there making plays with the football. He's out there, got command of a team. He's out there, got the leadership. You know, Coach Saban, you know, telling him to, to, to be the man and take charge, and he's starting to do that. So, he, he he's starting this year. All right. Thanks, Appreciate that call right there coming in. As always, once again, folks, 205-448-1358. That's the number to call in, 205-448-1358. I mean, everybody excited to see Young on the field and you know, for obvious reasons. We, we want to see him do. We want to see, you know, the magic, the creativity, uh, the leadership of the offense, being able to move the ball on this first-team defense. So even though it's only going to be a 50% capacity of the 50,000 fans that will be flooded inside BDS, they want to see number nine. They've been hearing a lot of talk. They've heard a lot of the praise. They've heard a lot of the excitement. Now it's can we see this with our own? to eyes you the fans will get a chance to see this but quick topic here 
as you continue to get your thoughts in. And this topic goes to uh, Najee Harris, Devontae Smith, and Jalen Waddle. All three got their medical exams from the NFL, from the doctors around the uh, the all 32 NFL teams. And uh, the medicals for all three, successful, positive, came out strong. Najee Harris with his ankle. It's good. It's fine. It's clean. No issues. No setbacks. He is he is set and ready to go. Uh, Jalen Waddle, where his ankle is concerned, he's good. He's clean. All positive. He is set and ready to go. Should be a top 15 draft pick. And last but not least, Devontae Smith, where his finger is concerned that, that he dislocated in. A national championship game against Ohio State and had some ligament damage there, but he, he's okay. He's, he's got no issues. Finger, the finger is healing. Finger doing better. Finger doing strong. So, Devontae Smith set and good to go as well. So, great news there coming from all three of those young men, all projected as first-rounders from their medical exams coming from the doctors of the NFL. Those three good, those three fine, those three square, and good to go. But we take another break here on the show. Don't touch that down because when we get back, ESPN released a football power index, and it has Alabama losing a game in the 2021 season the coming fall. Where does this loss come in at? I'll talk about it right after this. If you're an avid Alabama Crimson Tide fan and you love to flaunt it, then show your Alabama Crimson Tide support by grabbing the Alabama sneakers. They feature bold Crimson Tide graphics, so no one will be able to question where your allegiance lies. When you add these sweet sneakers to your Alabama Crimson Tide collection, go to stsfootwear.com and use the code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. That's code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. Go to stsfootwear.com and get your Alabama sneakers today. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. We're back in, folks, from the break of a number one ticket here for Crimson Tide Football News. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Greatly appreciate all of you of the Bama fan base for your calls, your tweets, your chats, uh, the super chats, everything that you do to make this show go right here on the YouTube channel. Now, before we get into the final topic of conversation, got to quickly remind you of TDAware.com. That's TDAware.com. So for all of you fans still overjoyed with the Crimson Tides National Championship, we want you to check out our championship collection merch. Now, this means you grab you uh, 18 of them things, folk, T-shirt, hoodie, or sweatshirt, 
as well as our Guy 18, we do shirts, designs which features all 18 championship years on the back. You head over to TDAWare.com, do it right now, TDAWare.com. You go over Championship Collections uh, tab, to, and you can get you that merch today, showing that support for Coach Saban, the University of Alabama, the student athletes, and us here at Touchdown Alabama Magazine. But now, the worldwide leader in sports, self-proclaimed worldwide leader in sports, ESPN pulls out this preseason football power index right here. And it's got it now, for the most part, it's got Alabama leading and these categories in the FPI, Alabama with the highest FPI at 28% of all teams in college football. Bama's got the highest percentage to make the college football playoff in the, in the, in the fall at 763 You know, Bama's got the highest percentage to win for national championship at 30.8. Bama's even got the percentage of 51.3 to win the SEC championship. And though those numbers are good, those are not the numbers that we focus on. The number we are focusing on is this right here. In for, the, for its projected record, for Alabama's projected record, ESPN has Bama at 11-1. Got a loss on here. So, as always, when you bring up other team schedules, they don't cause this type of commotion. They don't cause this type of stare, this type of uh, this type of uh, scare, or this type of uh, of conversation, if you will. So, if you bring up Clemson's schedule, no one's really concerned about it because who does Clemson play for real? They don't really play anybody. When you bring up Ohio State schedule or any other team schedule, there's not a debate, there's not an argument, there's not a lot of, of, of talking points, there's not a lot of ratings being generated from these other team schedules, but when Alabama's schedule hits the forefront, here comes the ratings, here comes the conversation, here comes the light bill, power bill, water bill, gas bill, utility, mortgage, child's tuition, here comes all of that being paid because everybody wants to see what the does Alabama schedule look like? Or, or where is the loss on Alabama schedule? People want to know, at, at some point, when is Nick Saban going to fall off the wagon? When is Nick Saban going to fall off the mountaintop? At some point, he's going to suck, right? At some point, he's got to have just the most putrid year on the face of the planet. So ESPN's FPI, they got Bama losing one game here. So I figure this would be fun. Where is the loss here on the regular season schedule? And a lot of people feel like, well, some people feel like, well, Steven, M M Miami could be the loss, Steven, because, you know, it's Miami. You're playing them at the Mercedes-Benz Dome in Atlanta. I mean, Steven, De'Eric King, their quarterback, you know, he's dual threat. He's mobile. He's athletic. And history says that Alabama has its most struggle against dual threat quarterbacks defensively. And, 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 Steven, this is Bryce Young's first, it'll be Bryce Young's first be it game, hostile crowd, tough environment. Ooh, Bryce ain't got that experience. Even ooh, scary for Bryce. Ooh, Miami gonna give it to him. Here's my counterbalance to that thought. Uh, Nick, what goes better than peanut butter and jelly? What goes better than s'mores and a fire? And in, in terms of cooking up them s'mores, right? Nick Saban. 
and season opening games, people. Nick Saban does not lose marquee season opening games. Ever since 2008, where Alabama started the season off against Clemson, the Tide does not lose marquee season opening games. I, I don't know what it is, but in those matchups, Saban has got those guys the most dialed in, the most prepared, the most ready. They've got the script down. they got the plays down. they got the, scra- the strategy down, and they're going out there playing football. So, And then even with the whole De'Eric King thing, we don't know how good he's going to be as he's coming back from, you know, a serious knee injury. Is he going to be the same explosive guy? We don't know. So that's Miami. Then you look at Florida. People go, well, Steve, you know, Dan Mullen in Florida. You know, Dan Mullen in Florida. You go over the swamp, the big, bad swamp, Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. I mean, Dan Mullen, offensive mind. They got that dual-threat quarterback, Stephen Emory Jones. woo Week three. This could be the one where Big Bama goes down. Um, people, um, Florida lost Kyle Trask, Kyle Pitts, Kadarius Toney, Trayvon Grimes, uh, calm down. We, we don't know what Emory Jones is. Uh, he, he, talented quarterback, but we don't know what he is. Dan Mullen, um, people, like to, people like to pump up Dan Mullen, but every time you try to pump Dan Mullen up, does he answer the bell? More times than not, he has not answered the bell. And so, you know, Florida's got question marks. You're replacing all of his talent on the offensive side of the football. The people go, but, but Steven, but Steven, October 2nd, though, Ole Miss, Lane Kiffin comes to Tuscaloosa. Lane Kiffin, the Lane train comes in. People, there's one thing Nick Saban is not trying to do. He, he ain't about to lose to Lane Kiffin, all right? I know folks say, but he lost to Hugh Freeze. Losing to Hugh Freeze is different than losing to Lane Kiffin. Losing to Lane Kiffin, who's already trying to troll Nick Saban on, on Twitter, you know, Kiffin's not going to live that down. But at, at the same time, Saban ain't going to lose to Kiffin. And not, not in Tuscaloosa. Not, not at Bryant Denny. Saban ain't going to lose to Kiffin. But you got folks that go, well, October 9th, Stephen, Texas A&M. It's Jimbo time. It's Jimbo time. They go to Big College Station. People have been saying it's Jimbo time for the last five years. I mean, Jimbo Fisher, can you get the quarterback? That's the thing with Jimbo. I mean, we, we have looked at Jimbo Fisher as his great offensive mind, but when is it finally going to happen? Is he really this great offensive mind, or have we just been propping him up on stilts the last years he's been at A&M? Like, when is it finally going to happen for Jimbo? Like, you don't have Kellen Mond anymore. Do you have the quarterback? Does Jimbo Fisher have the quarterback? Does he have the guy that can actually scare people in the SEC and in college football? That's the thing with Jimbo. And, of course, you always got folks saying, but, Stephen, LSU, LSU. What about LSU? What about LSU? I mean, you got Miles Brennan, but, you know, what has he done? I mean, you got Max Johnson, and, you know, Max did some good things down the stretch, but – he didn't beat Alabama in the twenty twenty in the twenty twenty season, and you got you know LSU trying to make sure that the NCAA isn't trying to investigate all the chaos going on down there in Baton Rouge right now. So LSU has its own problems to work with. Then you got folks saying, "But Stephen, you go down to Jordan Hare, you go down to Big Bad Auburn and Jordan Hare and Jordan Hare." Yes, Alabama, yes, Alabama does go down with Jordan Hare. 
It does go down to Auburn, but Auburn, brand new coach, Brian Harson from Boise State. Uh, brand new set of set of a brand new system in here. Uh, lost wide receivers, lost Seth Williams, lost uh, Anthony Schwartz. So what is Auburn working with? Just like people look at these other, just like people look at Bama with question marks, all of these teams, people have question marks coming into the upcoming season. So where's the loss here? There could be a loss here, but where is it? Because right now, as I'm looking at the schedule, and I know it's hard to repeat as national champions. I get it. And I know it's hard to repeat as undefeated national champions. I absolutely get it. I mean, it's tough. It's rigid. It's difficult. But just looking at the schedule here, like where is the loss on the schedule? Because every last one of these teams, they have questions. Miami's got questions. Florida's got questions. Ole Miss has got questions. A&M, can it hit the quarterback, finally hit on the quarterback? Uh, you know, Tennessee's got questions. LSU's got questions. Auburn's got questions. This entire schedule, these opposing teams have got questions. But it's always fun when, you know, ESPN does this. They put out the, these power rankings every year, and they try to see at what point, where does Nick Saban fall? Where does he take a back seat? Where does the dynasty end? Where do we finally get a, a slip, a, a stumble, a, a fall from uh, Coach Saban? But as we look at this schedule right here, I still see Bama on the table and going all the way and potentially repeating here as champions. But you as fans, I gave my viewpoint, but I'm going to ask you guys, where do y'all see the loss on this schedule according to the ESPN uh, uh, football power index in terms of the preseason? But with that being said, if you, if you guys want to continue getting the best in news, notes, and information here on your Crimson Tide, uh, you can do this by downloading the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. You can access it by going to the uh, iPhone App Store. If you're rocking Team Apple, downloading that from right there. Uh, Google Play Store, if you just so happen to have the Android phone. For your audio listening needs, we got you right here in iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, Overcast.fm, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio. We got you covered there. If the good and gracious Lord sees fit, I'll be back on Friday continuing the dialogue, the conversation that is tied football. As always, Bama fans, you can purchase individual copies of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Have those sent to your door. That link in the description. Also, if you're trying to get that new edition coming out soon, shipping out soon, of Touchdown Alabama Magazine, you go to touchdownalabama.com, click join, become a subscriber today. That link in the description. Also, if you're trying to cop that four-finger bling necklace, four-finger bling jewelry, courtesy of weownthefourthquarter.com, that link in the description as well. But until next time, folks, husbands, love your wives. Wives, appreciate, value those husbands. Children, continue doing the right thing, the fun thing, the smart thing, the cool thing, the legitimate thing to not be bored. Get you those three hearty meals a day, those three great laughs a day. Protect yourself. Protect the loved ones around you. Until next time, folks, see you Friday, people. Spit in my own words.